Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Minister Eugene May from Eagle's Wings Ministries from Dover, Florida. Welcome, Dr. Eugene May. Well, thank you, Angel. It's such a pleasure to be on the, your broadcast again. I've been on before, and we've had a wonderful time, and I'm expecting the same thing today. Well, I love... Uh, your ministry, I love the gifting of the prophetic um, that you operate in. And we know today that things in our world, um, they're looking a little dismal today with this coronavirus. And, and um, a lot of people are losing hope. Will you speak to our listeners today on that? Well, first of all, um, we are told in Scripture that things will happen. You know, we live in a real world, and it's a real world with real problems. And I wish I could sit here with the phone today, talk to you, and tell you that these things do not exist. No, they exist. But we have an answer. You see, when I look at the Bible, I see that God has filled his word with literally thousands of promises and these promises are promises for healing and for deliverance, for blessing. Uh, I could go on and on and on talking about what the promises are for. But God wants us to understand that he expects us to rise up in the midst of the situations that we're in and speak life. I uh, was teaching earlier today uh, on the subject of Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And one of the things that I said on that is well, part of the curse was sickness. And God wants us to rise up and believe him and speak what we believe from the word over the circumstances that we might find ourselves in. And the uh, uh, COVID-19 virus that is affecting our world right now, I, I believe, is a curse. And God has spoken to us through the Apostle Paul, saying Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And so I believe that we can go to God, we can pray the prayer of faith and believe for God to bring restoration, to bring healing into our lives. I am not one of those people who wants to roll over and play dead to the circumstances that I find myself in. I remember, uh, and this is, this is 22, 23 years ago, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. And uh, yet I'm sitting here today, 23 plus years later, healed, alive, even after the doctor said that it had spread through my whole body. And uh, <laughs> you see, the word of the doctor, the word of people, is not always the final word. God has the final word. And um, I believe that God is well able to heal from the COVID-19 virus. We have a very, very dear brother and sister in Ontario, in Canada, and um, a few months back, uh, well, about a month ago, I guess, really, 
we heard that both of them had the COVID-19 virus. Now, she had it, and it wasn't very bad. She had she could stay home, but God healed her. Well, her, her husband spent 21 days on life support. He's having to learn to walk again and talk again. He's having to face some of those difficulties. But rather than dying, they chose life, and yet he and yes, he is alive. And um, you know, I hate that he had to go through that situation, but God has brought him through, and this is what we are believing God to see with other friends around the nations of the world that are affected in the same way. We are praying in faith, believing, and we're encouraging them to pray in faith, believing. Because God has promised that he would send his word and heal us and deliver us from destruction. And I just believe that this COVID-19 virus is a, an attack from the enemy that has been perpetrated on the world. Uh, I mentioned this morning on my, um, my broadcast on Facebook that... This is uh, something that has attacked from the enemy, Satan. I'm not getting into uh, blaming this country or that country or this people or that people. I'm not going there. But I want to tell you that God is bigger than the COVID-19 virus. And I want to encourage anyone listening to me who has been affected by it, get a hold of God and trust in him. Pray the prayer of faith. In fact, um, if it's okay, Angel, I know we're not at the end of the broadcast, but if it's okay, I'd like to just uh, speak a prayer right now of Mm, healing over those that are affected. Yes, go right ahead. Yes, yes. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you right now thanking you for healing, thanking you for health, and I ask you to touch those that have been affected by the COVID-19 virus And I know that there are uh, people listening in Canada, in the United States, and in other nations. And I thank God that you are the healer. And today, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing and restoration. Amen. Well, I just believe that God is touching people as they listen to this broadcast. And that they're going to rise up, be healed, and have a testimony of victory amen amen we know that with god all things are possible and as you said this as you said earlier about the authority there's a lot of uh inheritance as christians that we receive that we don't even walk into can you talk to me a little bit more about that yes uh, and actually we we're talking about that before the broadcast began here, uh, talking about the authority of the believer, because I recently did some teaching on Facebook and also on YouTube concerning the authority of the believer. You see, Jesus, in Luke 10, sent out 70 disciples. He sent out those disciples and told them to do two things. The first thing he told them to do was go and heal the sick. Now, that's a little bit differently uh, said there than what we are normally uh, used to doing. We want people to go preach the gospel and then heal the sick. He said, go heal the sick. 
And then when you get them healed, tell them why they are healed. Tell them that the kingdom of heaven has come near to them. So in this case, Jesus sort of reversed the process. He said, heal them and then preach to them. And now, those 70 disciples went out in faith and did what Jesus told them to do. And they came back in the 17th verse of Luke 10. They came back all excited, saying, and I'm just going to put it in modern English, okay? They said, Lord, we were out there healing the sick. We were preaching the gospel, and we noticed something. We noticed that when we used your name, even demons were cast out. And so Jesus went on and he said, well, I observed Satan and like lightning fall from heaven. But then in the 19th verse, he says, and behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He says, I give you authority. I want to say to the church right now, authority is a gift that God has given us. Jesus said to those 70, I give you this gift. You have authority. Well, what does it mean to have authority? It means that you can speak words that bring direction, words that bring correction, words that bring healing and miracles it, it's one of those things that God has put within us so that we have authority just as if we were a ruler in the situation that we're speaking to. And that's something that some people have a lot of problems with. Oh, they say, well, that's, that's Jesus' um, privilege. He's the one that's going to do all of those things. Well, he does, but he does them through us. We are his vessels. We are his instruments. I remember in John 14, 12, Jesus said, The works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. You know, that's an interesting verse of Scripture for me, because in that verse, he says, You're going to do what I do, but you're going to do it because... I'm going to go to the Father, and I'm going to say to the Father, Lord, I promised that my disciples will be able, would be able to do your work. And so give them the necessary power. And that's when the day of Pentecost came and the power of the Holy Spirit was poured out. And so when Jesus spoke to the 70, he was there with them. He gave them authority. But he has also given us the Holy Spirit, which is a spirit of authority, so that we can stand against, as we were talking a few minutes ago, stand against the COVID-19 virus. We can stand against the circumstances that come in life. We can stand against demonic powers. We can speak for God to heal and deliver and it's not that we take control, no, God is still in control, but we are his instruments, and we have a voice, and God wants that voice to be heard not only on this radio broadcast today, but to be heard in the nations of the world. 
He wants this voice to be heard in our churches and in our communities, not only in the buildings, but on the street where we have opportunity to lay hands on people, to minister to people, and use the authority that God has given us. He has given you, if you're listening to this broadcast and you are a believer in Jesus Christ, he has given you authority over the devil and all of his wiles, as Ephesians chapter 6 says. He's given us authority to come against those things and speak life. And I just encourage you to do that today. If you are sick today, if you are uh, under the power of the COVID-19 virus, I, uh, this sounds like a demonic thing to me whenever I speak it, but whenever uh, uh, you stand against that, stand in the name of Jesus because you have authority in that name to come against Satan and to win, and I believe that you will win. So I encourage you to have faith and what you say against the enemy. Amen. You know, um, I just believe that it's easy to read the scriptures, but it's another thing to believe it and apply it because fear tries to, to, to take over, to step in and to say, you're not going to win. You've got to fight those uh, voices, the, the inner thoughts that um, the scripture that comes to mind is casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and uh, the word of God. And, and he tells us that healing is our portion. Um, the whole Deuteronomy 28, blessings for obedience. Um, and so we know that there's nothing that God cannot do and will not do for his people. Um, I want to ask you a little bit. I know, I know Christians today that don't believe in healing. I know Christians that have been in church for many, many years, and they don't even know Jesus. Will you talk to me a little bit more about uh, religion and um, religious spirits? And um, I just, I've always heard that over our area that this religious spirit is dominant. Can you expand upon that for me? Well, I discover as we travel in the nations of the world, not only in our own nation here, but as we travel, I've discovered that there are places where it seems that demonic powers are in control. And uh, I think that happens because people allow demonic powers to be in control. Um, there is a difference between uh, what the book of James calls true religion that's undefiled and the religion that we see so often, even in Christianity. In fact, I don't even like the word religion because religion uh, gives us the idea that it's man's idea of how to reach God or how to, to be in relationship with God. I believe we have a way of life, and I, and I prefer that rather than just the idea of religion. But there are religious spirits that have come into Christianity, and oftentimes 
we have been deceived in believing, well, if I just do everything right, if I keep the law, if I obey God's word, then he is going to save me, he is going to deliver me, he is going to heal me, he's going to do all of those things. Do you know, uh, being good is good. <laughs> you know, even uh, obeying the word of God to keep the law, it's, it's good, but why are you doing it? Are you doing it in order to be right with God? Are you doing it so that uh, God doesn't have anything against you, or are you doing it because you are right with God and that you're in love with him and that you want to worship him and you want to please him with your life? I think there are two different avenues there. One is an avenue of works, saying, well, I'm going to work my way to heaven, and the other one is an attitude and an avenue of faith. And God is wanting us to take the avenue of faith. You know, um, I, I often say this uh, whenever I'm in conversation with people, and they start saying, well, I do all of this. You know, Jesus talked to the scribes and Pharisees. They said, well, we've done this, and we've done this, and we've done that. Uh, aren't we good people? And so I hear people uh, say to me, well, you know, I, I'm not bad. I've do this, I give to the poor, I do all these other things, and I ask them that question that I asked a moment ago, why? Why are you doing that? And they'll say, in order to be right with God. And I say to them, you know, you and I may have the same lifestyles. You know, I don't uh, uh, commit adultery, I don't steal, I don't kill, I don't do those things, and you don't do those things. It's the same lifestyle. But the reason we don't do those things may be totally different. You may say, I don't do those things because if I do those things, then God's going to punish me and God's going to send me to hell and, and he's going to take my life from me. But I would say on the other side, I don't do those things because I love God. I don't do those things because God has changed my heart. Does those things are not my desires. My desires have been changed. My life has been changed. And so I do those things because I am right with God, because he does love me. And I, I have discovered that there's peace in that where there's not peace in the other. That's based upon works. It's amazing how many churches that um, I've been in and, and even ministered in, and people still come and say, well, I sure hope that I make it. I hope that, that God uh, saves me. Well, I want to tell you, on March, <laughs> oh, goodness, I, I, I want to I go all the way back to the beginning, and, and there actually on May the 8th, not March, but May the 8th, 1949. I received Jesus as my Savior. He saved me then, and I've been saved ever since. Why? Because, yeah, he is a keeping God, but also I just made a determination I'm not going to go back. I, that's, that's not my life, that my life is free, and free in Jesus Christ. And, and I am concerned so often 
when I hear people talk, and it's all, always a hope so, maybe so uh, faith. And I say, no, no, no. We have confidence in God that what we have done, what we have asked him to do in our lives is a finished work and that he is faithful to keep that which we have committed unto him. As Paul said in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, he is faithful to keep that which we have committed unto him against that day. You see, uh, that's where the way God is, and God wants us to have that confidence in our hearts that he is a faithful God, and what we've committed to him, he's going to keep. And I think I gave a wrong reference on that verse, but that's okay. But I, wanna, I want you to understand that he will keep that which we have committed unto him. Amen. Amen. Well, is there any other nuggets before we end this broadcast in prayer that you would like to speak to the listeners today, Dr. Eugene May? Well, I just want to say this. I'm a person of faith. I believe that if we have faith in God, that God... Uh, in effect, his hands are free to do whatever we need in our lives because we have chosen to believe. And if I don't believe, uh, he can still do it, yes, but oftentimes he says to us, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I want to encourage you to believe. Now, that word faith Faith, and this is a definition that I've been using for a lot of years, faith is just acting like God told you the truth. His word is true. He will do what he says, and he wants us to act like it. In the book of James, it says, faith without corresponding actions is dead. In other words, if I don't act like it, it's like it's, it's empty. It's not filled with life. But I want to tell you, I've, just, I've chosen for my life to act like whatever God has said is true. And uh, so if he says, I'm your healer, <laughs> I act healed. I, it, well, I, maybe I can't get up, but I try. Uh, just a quick testimony. We had a friend in Alabama years ago who was confined to bed. He was a, an older teenager confined to bed with arthritis. He was really in bad shape, and um, he started trying because he believed God, and he got his feet off the bed, and they finally got him in some, a pair of shoes, and it wasn't long that he was walking, and then he was driving, and God totally restored his body. I just want you to understand that faith is acting like God told you the truth because his word is true amen amen so on that note will you pray for our listeners across this globe today absolutely father i come to you again on this broadcast today thanking you for angel and thanking you for her work in the kingdom of god and i thank you lord that you are touching those that are listening to this broadcast today that you're causing them to stand up, stand in faith, 
believing what you have spoken. And, Father, I thank you that you are touching the nations, not only those up in New England and over into New Brunswick and other places in Canada, but in this nation and then around the world in Pakistan and India and other places that may be listening to this. I thank you for touching them, that their hearts are open, and I invite them now simply to pray this prayer with me if they're not a believer. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. You died on the cross for me. I receive you as my Savior today. And I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. If you pray something like that, I'll welcome you into the family of God. Amen. Angel, it's been wonderful being with you today. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, listeners, for joining me. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.